not for school. <laughs> How many of you guys regular, uh, memorize scripture regularly? Josh, you do for real? Oh, so you lie. You lie regularly. <laughs> hey, uh, 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 TK, will you push me past the, uh, the Bible verses and go to the topic? All right, so this is the deal. My job, I guess, is to convince you that memorizing scripture uh, is a good thing, that it's the right thing. Um, but the problem is, how many of you guys, how many of you guys on your priority list of things in faith is memorizing scripture not even in the top ten? If you were to just, you know, like, if I just would rate my spirituality, things that I'm working on in my own spiritual life, trying to grow towards... Memorizing scripture is probably not in your top 10. And to be honest with you, for me too, it's not, it's not in my top 10, even though I desire it to be. Because I know uh, last year I shared about a student friend of mine, um, him and I went to seminaries together, and he memorizes entire books of the Bible uh, from memory. And I think that's like kind of his hobby. He spends a lot of time doing it. And I'm just like, man, I want to do that because I think it's so cool. But it, it didn't really resound in my heart until um, I started to, to do a little bit of research on what I'm going to teach today. Now, this is the deal, right? It's not complicated. It's not complicated to, uh, um, to figure out why you should memorize Scripture. Um, so today, I'm not going to say anything that's mind-blowing, but I want to encourage you guys to open your heart to understand that when you memorize Scripture, when you do this, um, the big idea... Is this on? Yeah, it is. Okay, I'll just tell you the big idea. But the big idea is that Bible memorization takes your relationship with Christ deeper. Now, this is the thing. For some of you guys, and we talk about this a lot, um, a lot of what I preach about is um, actually twofold. It's uh, uh, loving God and loving others. If you broke down all my preaching, everything hinges on those two things. Loving God, loving others. The two greatest commandments, that's what Christ talks about. And in the meantime, I, I hope... Uh, you're gaining a bit uh, understanding of the word. But the whole idea that loving God and loving others, this is one of those situations where a lot of you guys sit there and you're in every week and you're like, you know what, I'm not growing in my relationship with the Lord. And I think, I have this feeling that your relationship with the Lord has more to do with how you feel than anything else. So if you feel attached to the Lord, if you feel this deepening love for the Lord, then you feel like your relationship with God is growing. But that's not growth. That's only a small aspect. And when you focus on just emotion, which is not evil, it's not bad, when you focus just on emotion, and that's your thermostat, or that's your thermometer, that's your indicator to say, hey, I'm doing spiritually well, I'm not doing spiritually well, you are going to spend most of your life chasing an experience, chasing a moment in a service, chasing the kind of song or worship leader or preacher or Bible study teacher. You're going to be chasing an experience rather than taking God at His all. Not just the emotional, but the intellectual. Not just the intellectual, the relational. Not just the relational, the subtle. Like, how many of you guys like sushi? I love sushi. But this is the thing, right? If you grew up eating, like, chicken fried steak, fried okra, like, macaroni and cheese, and, like, you know, just basically, like, Golden Corral. If you grew up eating Golden Corral, and then you switched right over to sushi, what would you notice about sushi? (laughs) <laughs> it's raw. Yes, it is raw. It doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't have deep flavor. In fact, when you, when you hang out with somebody that eats sushi and they're a noob, guess what they do? Drown they drown it in what? Two things. Soy sauce. Soy sauce and 
wasabi. They try to make it so hot, their sinuses are just all over the place, just draining out all green. Right? Because they're so used to Golden Corral that they think the subtlety of sushi is wrong. And so they tried to make it something bigger. Our faith, a lot of our faith has, to, uh, has more to do with subtlety. The moments that we have every single day that aren't poetic, that aren't beautiful, that aren't filled with emotion. The subtleness of just recognizing God, reading His Word, memorizing Scripture, and the joy coming out of that, that daily living. Not how we're preaching this really stirring message where you're just like, wow, I almost cried. That's not enough to sustain you because the problem is when Howard leaves, what happens? When Sean leaves, what happens? When you have nobody that plays guitar or sings, you join a church that has nothing. When the preacher says the same thing over and over, repeats everything, and they're all cliches and it means nothing to you, is your faith now bankrupt? Is it in shambles? Yes. Yes, it is. Because your faith is sustained by things that should not sustain it. Does that make sense? Bible memorization is one of those pain-in-the-butt things that in the end, the benefit is so much more than you ever imagined. And it's not emotional. It's more discipline. It's a lot of meditation. It's a lot of expectation of God showing himself through his word to you. It's a beautiful, beautiful process. And most of us will never get to that point because we don't add that into our life. We, are, we have a diet of Big Macs, French fries, soda. But God is saying, hey, if you want to feast, if you want to feast on the word of the Lord, if you really want to get into it, then it means that you're going to have to take the time. Slow roast. I barbecue uh, pork, pork, uh, pork shoulder at least seven, eight hours. You know why? Because it's awesome. Because when I fry it up in a frying pan, it sucks. It's like, ah, you know, like, but whenever you, you, like, seven, eight hours, I drop it on the table too hard. It's like, blah, 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 it just crumbles. And I'm like, yes, steam comes out. And it's seriously, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I should have my own cooking show because it's that awesome. You know what I'm saying? And that's what God is offering. God's like, hey, yeah, yeah, the, what you see on Facebook, what you see on YouTube, the, 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 the spiritual life without the sacrifice. Yeah, that's all, that's all Big Macs and, and French fries and you're ordering combos. By number, on number four, supersized. That's your faith. Where it's, it's filling and it's, it's sustaining and you think, oh, this is so good. Because the fact of the matter is Big Macs are freaking good. They are good. I'm not going to lie. Now, as a healthy person inside of me, somewhere really small, I'm like, no, it's terrible. But it tastes delicious. It makes me happy. But as far as my health goes over the long term, it is not. It is, it is a, it's a mockery. It's a trick. It's a, uh, a fake for what is actually real which is real, actual food that takes time to prepare, right? That has a lot of thoughts. That has a lot of deep layers. And when you do not memorize Scripture, when you do not study Scripture, when you do not do the sacrifices uh, of uh, the things that aren't enjoyable, that aren't emotional, you lose all of the nuance, the deep moments that you will receive at the end of the journey, not at the beginning, not where you wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, let me go through my, my memory cards. Um, I, I'm teaching... A, on Bible memorization, so I, I felt like, like I had to like memorize scripture. So all 10 of those passages, right? Oh, look how many cards there are. <laughs> there's, there's, there's four right here. But I, I, memorized, I memorized all the scriptures. And you know what? I did not expect this because I was thinking, oh, how am I going to teach on Bible memorization because it's so boring, right? 
But as I start to memorize it, I'm like, it's like if I'm like eating some good food, I'm like, mmm, mmm, mmm. Like that's what it feels like when I'm reading scripture. Um, my life verse is Romans 8.28. And my wife and I have gone through a lot in our life, a lot of disappointment. You guys know that I de- uh, deal with uh, depression a lot, um, seasonal depression, and I've been fighting it and changing my patterns so that I don't fall into it, right? But in the midst of the crisis and the dark times, right, there was this sermon that was preached by a guy named John Piper. I'm a big John Piper fan. And he writes um, uh, this sermon. He, he preaches this sermon on Romans 8.28. And, and the passage is, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And his whole premise, and I preached this here before, the whole premise is, if you love God and you are called, all things work for the good. And so I knew that when my wife and I lost our baby, right? When my wife miscarried and they had to actually do an abortion procedure to pull the baby out, and I was broken and messed up, that I knew that God would work all things for good. I knew that when I would spend time going through depression and not wanting to do anything or work or, or, or really insecure or fearful about my life and money and all this kind of stuff, I knew that God would work all things for good. Like, I meditated on it because when he preached that sermon, I decided to memorize it. And when I started to memorize it, it started to bear fruit in my life. And I became like an oak where I could not be moved. People ask me all the time, like, like how, do you, how do you not go up and down? How do you continue to stay sustained? Because when I was in high school, when I was in your age, I would go up and down every second of the day because it was all based on emotion. It was all based on cake. It was all based on Big Macs. But as I became older and started to learn scripture, love it, put it in my heart, it would sustain me. And so that no matter what happened in my life, no matter how screwed up, no matter how scary. And you guys know that I told you all the time that I'm a, I'm, I'm a fearful person. I deal with anxiety. I'm afraid to do normal things. And if you look at my life, my life does not look like someone that is a fearful person. It's because when I took that word and I memorized it and I stuck it in my heart and I started to meditate on it and live by it and then anything that came crashing against me, wave after wave after wave, I was a rock and I could not be moved because I was based on Scripture. Because I trusted the Lord. If your spiritual life is up and down, up and down, you must look at where it's based on, how it's founded. Is it based on me? Is it based on our youth group, our, our retreats? If you're, if you're just hanging on to God just until you get to the winter retreat, you have a problem. Your faith has to be based on far more than that. And this is what scripture memory is about. It's not just about word for word, although I did memorize this word for word. Like grammar and all this stuff. Like I would put the pauses, Oxford commas, okay? Even though I did do that, it was really more about the meditation, the thought. I, 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 um, I uh, quoted um, a passage um, during the EM service. And this is one of those, those passages that I always like resounded with me, but I never memorized it until this week. And when I memorized it, it was like, oh man, this is so good. It is so good that I can, that I can just speak this out and know it word for word. And it was just this powerful thing. It says, uh, for I'm convinced. And this is, this is Paul writing in 2 Corinthians. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. How freaking awesome is that? Because you better believe that there are times in my, in my life where I'm like, I don't even feel like a Christian. I don't act like a Christian. My, God, my, my heart is far from God. 
I've been angry lately, or I've been hurting, or I've been lustful, or I've been, I've been jealous, or I've been insecure, or I've been fearful, and I don't feel like there's, God, there's even a remnant of God in me. And then, I, and then I say this scripture, and I'm just reminded that there's nothing, no circumstance, no demons, angels, nothing. You watch a scary movie, boom, that verse is there for you. No angels or demons. Oh, demons can't. Okay, well, I'm good then, you know. Like, it's on and on and on. You memorize scripture, and all of a sudden, it shifts your heart, and you become immovable, right? And that's the beautiful thing. So the first thing is sanctification. Memorizing scripture helps you in your process of sanctification. What is sanctification, anybody? What? Yes, becoming holy. What is holiness? Holiness is not, is not uh, 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 sinlessness. What is holiness? Anybody? Holiness is... What is holy water? Is holy water different water? What? It's been blessed. So you can't use that holy water to wash, right? You can't use it to make some chili, right? Or have some hot tea. What is that holy water for? Baptism or, right? Genuflection, right? It is set apart for God. That's all holiness is. It's saying, okay, it's like, it's like, have you guys been to a lunchroom where you had to like write your name on your bag and put it in the refrigerator and, and it has your name on it. You walk away and you just have in faith that nobody's going to steal your lunch and you come back, you open it and there it is. It says, uh, kudo. You're like, yes, oh, my lunch is here. That lunch is set apart for kudo. Not for Josh. Ha, Josh is like, I'm so hungry. He looks into it. He's like, oh, it says kudo. I can't eat it. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> you know, Josh is kind of sneaky. But you got this idea. Kudo, it's been set apart. That's all holiness is. That's what we are. We are set apart. That's what sanctification is. The process of holiness. Becoming more and more like Christ. Saying, hey, this belongs to, to God. This whole thing. It's like the sharpie on my face. Belongs to Jesus. That's all process of sanctification is. When you memorize scripture, it helps you in your journey. The scripture that I have is 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord. Beholding the glory of the Lord. That's important to remember. Beholding the glory of the Lord. Looking at the glory of the Lord. Are being transformed in the same image. From one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now this, this is what you need to hold on to. Being face to face with God. Being transformed in the same image. Same image of God. So when you are face to face with God. It shifts you. It changes you to become more and more like Jesus. Okay? Easy to remember, right? When we come face to face with God, it transforms us. At this point in time, the most consistent way we can come, we come face to face with God is through the word. When you read scripture, when you memorize scripture, it's not this moment in your prayer closet. We're just like, God, I just pray. And you have all of these concerns and these doubts and not sure, not sure who the character of God is and, and how deep your faith is. You, you, in your mind, you might be coming to God in a incorrect manner. Because all my Christian life, you know what I was afraid of? I was afraid of the entire time that God was angry at me. That every time I sinned, that God was looking down at me like this. But that is not who God is. The more I look at Scripture, the more I read, the more I meditate, the more I memorize, the more it shifts the way I think of God. And I start to see God as this loving Father. He's a good, good Father. Yes, you are. And I'm loved by Him. Yes, I am. It shifts the way I think about God. But when you come to face-to-face with God through the Word, the Word of God, it is always correct. It is always correcting. It is always shifting your mindset of who God is. 
it helps you in the process of sanctification, beholding the glory of the Lord, beholding, coming face to face with God through the word, will shift you and make you more like God, right? Not God, like God, right? Um, resisting sin, number two. I use the, the, the passage that uh, Kyung so wonderfully read for us, Psalm 119, uh, but this is just verse 11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up your word, stored up, put away, saved, filled up, away in my heart. It's not in my general access area. Hey, you guys have anything that's really precious to you? Something that's super valuable, that's expensive? You don't keep it in the general area where it can be broken, especially if you have kids, man. With my kids, I keep all my stuff like safe, packed in my room, right? Because I know that my kids come around, they can start smashing it, breaking it, not realizing it, right? I always get mad when they steal my charger. Not that that's value, but I'm just saying. Just venting. But you get this idea that whenever you have something of value, right, you store it away. That's the idea here. Now, what he says is, I have stored up your word in my heart, your word, the Bible, right, that I might not sin against you. That's the most beautiful thing. How many of you guys struggle with sin? Some people don't raise their hand. They're just like, nah, I'm good. I struggle with sin all the time. But you know what? There have been moments, and you tell me if this is, this is true for you. There have been moments in my life where I'm angry or depressed or all something, and then there's this worship song that's stuck in my head over and over, and I'm just like singing and humming it, even though I'm depressed. And I forget that I'm depressed because I'm singing and humming, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm depressed. I'm trying to think of some secular song about like girls or like partying or something like that, but I can't because this worship song is lodged in my head, you know? I'm so mad, I just want to be sinful, and I can't because there's worship songs. It's like that. Memorizing scripture, like God is totally faithful. The Holy Spirit just comes and boom, boom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to remind you of this verse. And he does this in your head, and these verses pop out of your head. Because whatever you fill yourself up with is what is going to come out. You guys have heard of like kids that, that cuss, right? They go to school and they cuss. What happens when they get home? They end up getting caught, right? Because if they cussed all day at school and they come home, and their, 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 their kid brother makes them mad or whatever, and then they cuss at him like, oh, mom, dad said, or dad, brother said this, right? That's normal. It's whatever you feel, you start storing up the word, memorizing it. It starts to shift everything about you, and you just can't help but talk about Scripture. Like you're hanging out with Kyung, and you guys are about to play League of Legends, right? And you're talking, and then, and then JoJo's like, hey, man, there's this passage I memorized, and I, it was really good. And Kyung's like, What? We're about to get some pentakills on, man. Right? That's all he wants to talk about. And then JoJo's like, no, man, this verse, seriously, it really, you know? And Kyung's like, you're different. You're different, JoJo. Something's changed in you. He started memorizing Bible, the Bible. I'm not going to go too much in de- detail, but you get the idea of resisting sin. When you know the word, it's, it, it helps you because you're filling yourself up with those things. And then the last thing, comforting yourselves and others. Uh, Proverbs 25, 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. It's just precious, the words. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you spent some time with somebody that was really hurting and you said something that was, like, amazing? You're like, I can't believe that was, I'm smart. I am so wise. God, thank you for me. Right? You ever feel that way? Because you just said, and they're just like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And they're crying, right? And they're, this is beautiful. You have these moments, right? Right? where scripture is this, this life breath. Because the thing is this, 
Most people want to know what the Bible says. They're just too lazy or have no idea how to figure out what it really says. They're bewildered. They look at this gigantic book and they're like, what does God say about sleeping um, with people before I get married? And they're looking and they're like, I have no idea where to look. And then they put it away. But if you tell them, you're like, hey, you know what? God really, really, really cares about marriage. And he has this plan for marriage and a plan for love. And this is what he describes love. And you start talking about scripture and all this stuff. They're like, oh, really? Never thought about that before. I never knew that before. Comforting others with the word of God is like telling them the truth because they really wanted to know it. Um, like I talked about when my wife and I lost our baby. Um, what trimester was it? It was, it was in the beginning of the second trimester, right, honey? And there was this guy who taught the Bible at our, at our YWAM base. And what he did, he, was, he would come and we're like, we want to know what happened to our baby after, after it died. Did it go to hell? Um, did it go to heaven? What, what's going on with the baby? Like, we just don't know because we don't, you know, the scripture is kind of vague about it. And there's a lot of, you know, I've read a lot about stuff and nobody could really come to a, a consensus. So I was like, well, let's talk to this guy because this guy's a Bible scholar. He loves, he loves the word. And so my wife and, and I sat down with him. We talked to him for a while. We just asked him some questions and he went after scripture after scripture after scripture. It was an incredible thing. And it was very comforting, right? Do you remember that, right? It was super, super comforting. So when you have this moment, right, when you are going through crisis, which you will, these passages will start popping up. The Holy Spirit will bring them to you. You'll also be able to share them with others. But remember, <clears throat> this is just a side note, don't bash people over the head with Scripture. You know, so if you see somebody in sin or if you see somebody that's hurting, it's not, it's not good for you to use Scripture for pat answers. You get what I'm saying? But we can talk about that more later. All right, so um, what I want to encourage you guys to do I think scripture, I want for our group, scripture memory to, to be bumped up. Okay? I want scripture memory to be bumped up in our priority list. So I'm going to ask you guys to do a challenge. Whoever wants to do this challenge, okay? Here's, these are 50 memory verses um, TK made for us. Um, these are English Standard Version, which uh, the version I've been memorizing and I really love. <coughs> um, so the, my challenge is that any student that memorizes all 50 of these verses, I will give $25 if you can memorize it, if you can recite them again one month later, I will give you $75. 75 This, this, this includes middle school, this includes high school, and this includes college. This includes staff. If nobody does it, I'll do it. I need $100. So the idea is this. So the idea is this. You memorize all 50, and then you recite it to me or my wife, right? It has to be word for word, right? If you do it, all 50... You get 25 bucks right there. And then if you can do it again in one month, you get, a, you get 75 more in cash, not gift cards, not Macy's. Okay. What? Oh, because uh, if you memorize it uh, again or keep memorizing it throughout the time, um, it'll help in the long-term memory. If you guys know anything about memorization, uh, the problem is like cramming doesn't help is because you shove it in your short-term memory and then it falls out. So if you shove it in your short-term memory and then start to transfer it into your long-term memory, you'll remember the vast majority of these for the rest of your life. And just to kind of give you an idea, I memorized 10, these 10 verses right here, that are in here, actually. I memorized these 10 in two days. And I'm not really, like, I have a bad memory. Like, I don't remember anything in my life. So it's not, it's not that difficult. And all I'm doing is reviewing over and over and over again. And so the, the basic method is you, you memorize it, memorize it, memorize it, go over it for the week then let it rest. Take another week and see if you can remember it and, and then correct it all. And then do it another week, it'll start going into your long-term memory and it'll be like your phone number. 
Okay? So I only have 20 of these because I think that <clears throat> most people won't really actually do it. But I hope that I'm wrong. Hope. Hope that I'm wrong. All right? So here is uh, 20 of these. You guys can come up and take them anytime you want. If we absolutely need more because all of you are like struck down by the Holy Spirit and desire to really memorize the scripture, I would, I will, we will gladly make more. Um, now this is the deal. About the $25, $75, I don't think I mentioned this, there's only three people that will achieve that. But this is the deal. If you memorize it, $25. If you don't come back in a month, you have one month, that's it. So after that month, you, you, can't, you can't redo it again. After that month, if you don't do it, then that $75 goes back into the pot. So even though there's a couple of people that, that get the $25, um, only a few will get the $75 additional. Okay? Does that make sense? So that's the challenge. That's the Bible memory challenge. Um, so all you need to do, you take a set, you start memorizing. When you got all 50, come to me or my wife. Recite them. We'll go through the cards with you, right? We're going to ask you the reference. You have to memorize the reference too, the address, okay? And then, and then you'll get 25 bucks, and then 75. Good? I just asked not to take them because you can take the copies. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for uh, today and the beauty of just being together in a community that can journey together, that we can go through this together. And I just pray that you would give us, uh, you know, the, the right mindset, the heart to uh, really put the word in our heart, to memorize it and to meditate on it and spend time with it. And I just thank you that we even have that luxury to do that. And so I just pray that you give the courage and uh, commitment to, to many of our students here, that we might be transformed to it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <clears throat>